The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to a came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. Um, due to uh, social distancing, I am here via phone, live on tape, or however you want to call it, with the life with Jenner G's, Jen Elise Feldy. Hello, guys. So uh, good to hear you. We're so far away. <laughs> So uh, this week's show is going to be a little bit different due to, as my favorite uh, comedian Norm MacDonald calls it, the Tom Hanks disease. Um, we're going to be doing um, the news as always uh, via social distancing. And then later on in the show, we're going to have uh, our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano, give us his take on some comics to review and look at while you guys are in quarantine. And then our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, is going to give us some movies that you guys can take a listen to. And on top of that, we're going to have a guest do a... Uh, self-promotion segment as well so that way everybody can get their little bit on there but before we do any of that we're going to take it away with the news and for any of those listening uh in june or so this is not due to the coronavirus i actually just didn't feel like coming into the studio and dealing with mark today so you have nothing against tom hanks at all no, this has nothing to do with Corona. I just really would rather just be far away from you right now. So, keeping it real. <laughs> okay. So, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of conflictness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, their next uh, convention has been postponed, so we're not sure when the next one's going to be, but um, keep an eye on the website or our show, and we'll let you know. Also want to give a shout-out to our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grello, award-winning director Jerry Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, Unjikun, and new father, Shadow Rabbit Art. If you want to get your shout out on our show, just go to www.patreon.com and you can get a shout out for just a measly dollar uh, a month. Or you can clean my house. You, you get a shout out for cleaning your house? Yeah, sure. And how much work is involved in that cleaning of the house? It's two hours. It's back in the basement. So it ta you have a two hour size large basement to vacuum? I'm very thorough. <laughs> or do you I want them to work for the shout out. <laughs> or do you Get just have like Or do you just have like a very hairy a dog that you have to vacuum? No, dogs not dogs no, dog's not allowed in the gym. We gotta keep that gym clean. Mm mm. So mm -mm. It's, it's just, I run my house like a chemist. <laughs> so it's just a sweaty sweaty people in the gym. Exactly. Especially me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Alright, so let's take it away with the news. So as always, we start off with the sad news and work our way up from there. Uh, actor David Collings died recently. As of this recording, no cause of death has been announced. David appeared in such films as the original musical Scrooge, 39 Steps, Mission, London, and most recently, The Invisible Woman, just to name a few. On the small screen, David appeared in such TV series as Danger Man, Mystery and Imagination, UFO and Gideon's Way, and Press Gang, to name a few. Of course, most people remember David as Doctor Who in the audio plays in the Doctor Who Unbound series Full Fathom 5, alongside with other Doctor Who credits. Are you a Doctor Who fan, uh, Jennifer? Um, uh, who? Who? I, I just really was thinking about how much of a mystery and imagination the death is. We don't know how he died. Well, I mean, I'm sure people know, but they haven't announced how uh, he died. Ah, uh, danger man. Slight, slight, slight difference. Um, he was a spry 79. Uh, moving on to more sad news. Legendary singer Kenny Rogers also died from natural causes. Kenny, whose music career spanned nearly six decades, with 24 number one hits and more than 50 million albums sold in the U.S. alone. Kenny was a six-time Country Music Awards winner and a three-time Grammy Awards winner with some of his hits including Lady, Lucille, We've Got Tonight, Islands in the Stream, and Through the Years, and of course, The Gambler, which inspired multiple TV movies with Kenny as the main character. Uh. Of note... In 1985, he participated in the original recording of We Are the World, along with more than three dozen artists. In 2015, Kenny announced his retirement, saying, at the time, I've been so lucky to have enjoyed such a long career and to have such amazing support from my fans and all those who have helped me along the way. But there comes a time when I need to focus on spending time with my family. My life is about my wife and my 11-year-old twin boys right now. There are a lot of things, and I want to do together with them, to create some special memories. I don't have a bucket list of my own. I have a bucket list of things I want to do with them. That's sweet. I would have liked to see him do a version of the Lady song with Jerry Lewis. Hey, lady! <laughs> I, oh, well. I, I think you... That's... Never mind. I'm just going to keep on going. Um, so, were you a Kenny Rogers fan? Sure. Did you watch the movies or no? I've been watching them all day long during the coronavirus. <laughs> no, I, I, I have not. I'm sorry, I have not. Um, he was a, a spry 81. Going down the... spry. <laughs> well, I, I figure uh, once you get up there, you get to be spry. At a certain age, oh. you're, you're, you're spry all of a sudden. Gotcha. So also, my favorite gum. I like spry gum. What does spry gum taste like? Chemicals. <laughs> Chemicals and it makes your teeth clean. I think it has xylitol in it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all about the teeth cleansing. Okay. <laughs> More sad news. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm going to... laughing during the sad news. Oh, wait. So if, is it bad that I'm laughing during the sad news? Or is it I bad that you're I making me laugh? I think they would want you to laugh, but some people might think it's a little bit wrong that you're laughing. It's like laughing at a funeral, but I would want you to laugh at my funeral. So what? please see if that happens. 
<laughs> yes, we'll make sure we'll make we'll make light of your sad news when it comes on our show. Exactly. Um, more sad news. I know I'm going to mess up this name, so we'll just go through that. Albert Underzo, one of the two creators of the comic book character Asterisk, Asterix, also died recently from a heart attack. For those of you who do not know, Asterisk uh, portrayed a short man with a droopy mustache, always wearing a helmet with wings, who was created in the early 1960s by Albert and Rene Gashini. Well, I know I messed that one up. Um, Asterisk lived in a village in Gaul in 5050 BC, resisting Roman conquerors along with his sidekick, Obelisk. Albert initially illustrated the characters and after Renee's death in 1977, took over the writing duties as well. The success of the 38-volume series has led to the adaptation of his books into 13 films, nine of which were animated in a theme park near Paris as well as the very first French satellite being launched, named after the main character. Um, the asterisk has sold over 370 million copies worldwide and has been translated into 100 different languages. I gotta just give him credit because it says he resisted. You said he resisted Roman conquerors and here we are complaining about the coronavirus. I don't have any Roman conquerors at my door right now. I, well, you're you're also not a Viking, so I think that would make a, a big difference. This is true. More credit to him. He would be fine in the coronavirus. I don't think he'd be complaining about watching Netflix. <laughs> no, he's no, he would not. Um, are you familiar with the character at all with the with the comic? Can't say I was. Can't say I am. Looking at pictures, I was like, oh yeah, that guy. It's weird that I've never. I mean, I've probably seen at least one of those animated films uh, as a kid. But I can't say that I've, I've seen anything recently of it, but I have been aware of it. Uh, he was a, a spry 92. So you, was... you know what? I did. I do know. I just never know. I don't know the names of a lot of things, but yeah. Mm -hmm. It was that yeah, thing. You, you were a fan of that thing. You saw that thing. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, exactly. I remember this. Ah, oh, it's very Looney Tunesy. Yes. Um... And I believe this is the last bit of sad news. Yes, okay, so for the last, last bit of sad news. Uh, playwright and screenwriter Terrence McNally also died recently from complications of the coronavirus. Terrence had a hand in creating slash adapting a multitude of works and bringing them to the stage, such as... And things that go bump in the night, where Tommy has, where has Tommy's flower gone? The Ritz, Frankie and Johnny, in the Claire de Lune, lips together, teeth apart, love, valor, compassion, Corpus Christi, the Sunday Times, the unusual acts of devotion, it's only a play, kiss of the Spider Woman, ragtime, the full Monty, the visit, catch me if you can, Anastasia, and dead men walking, just to name a few. Whew. Of note, Terrence was the recipient of the 2019 Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement, the 2019 Drama Dramatis Dramatis? Alright, I know I spelled that wrong. Uh, <laughs> Lifetime Achievement Award and the Lucille Lorette Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2018, he was inducted into the American Academy of Arts and Letters, which is the highest recognition of artistic merit in the entire United States. That's saying something. In, in an address, 
To the members of the League of American Theaters and Producers, he was quoted as saying, I think the theater teaches us who we are and what our society is, where we are going. I don't think theater can solve the problems of a society, nor should it be expected to. Plays don't do that. People do. But plays can provide a forum for the ideas and feelings that can lead society to decide to heal and change itself. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, he was a spry 81. Spry? Yes. Are you there checking their spryometer? Yes, I, I believe once you get past uh, 65, you're spry. I know if you hit 100, you get the letter from the president. Um, a young will be anywhere between 40 and 65. And um, it's just a, a, a tragic would be the, the younger ages. So moving on to more happier news. Uh, let's see. From the Let's Help in Any Way We Can department. Comedian Christopher Titus has released his latest stand-up special and will continue to release one each week until he, quote, either runs out of specials or everything gets better. All available on his YouTube page. We can go on forever because we got a lot of problems to solve. <laughs> I think he's just talking about a... Uh, the current situation of people being quarantined. I don't think he's waiting until everything gets better because he's yeah, going forever. So it's on his YouTube page, which is Christopher Titus TV, all one word spelled out C H R I S T O P H E R T I T U S TV. Um, I was a fan of Christopher Titus uh, back in the day when he had his TV show on Fox. Uh, are you aware of Christopher Titus? Have you uh, a fan of his? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. They was, um, he was with, uh, his dad was played by Stacey Keach, who was my camera, and amongst other things. And he played like this old gruff guy, and it was just a really um, rough edge uh, humor to it. And then his brother, which was played by the kid who was in, um, oh, what was that, uh, Christmas, a uh, Christmas story. Oh, was, yeah. He was the bad guy. Oh, okay. He was the bad guy, and he was the, the bully. And, oh. No, 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 no. He was the, the one, he was the, yeah, he was a bad guy, if I'm not mistaken. And he was just, his comedic timing was amazing in that show. And I just, like, he was, he, I felt that he was the star, but it overall was a great show. So if you like his, uh, if you like his show, you want some free stand-up, you can go uh, to his uh, YouTube page and get some stuff for free. Well, he's pretty young, right? Um, yeah, he was, well, this was in the 90s, the show was. Uh, Titus, I believe, uh, he's in his 50s now, so... Yeah. Young. Yes, he's 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 uh he's not spry yet. <laughs> he's just young. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, yes. from the also also from the let's help in any way we can department, video game developers are giving away a bunch of games for free online, such on such platforms as PS4, Xbox One, and even on the PC, on such places as Steam. Uh, this does not include monthly subscriptions where you get access to a slew of games already available on different platform libraries. Uh, these are separate games for anyone to play and sample for free. So hey, if you uh, never played a game before in your life, you can get some games for free. Are you a gamer, Jennifer? Right, definitely. Um, no, I have other ways to keep my hands busy that I won't mention. So no, <laughs> I don't play video games. <laughs> See, as a guy, my head just went right to the gutter on that. Well, that's just shameful. I don't know. <laughs> you should probably go to church when the coronavirus ends up. I, I, I think with... Can they do with... remote church? Maybe you could do Skype church? <laughs> See? 
Skype search. Skype confession? They actually, I actually saw in the news that there is a drive-through confessional that a, that a church has, has uh, put up. So you can get in your car, listen to them, and then keep it going. I, see, I can see them doing like a Zoom or Skype confessional, and then get it hacked. And it's going to be like that dating site that got breached with Adam and Eve. Or oh, yeah. So it's like, uh, that's what I would be hacking if I was a hacker. I would do online confessional, hack that. Bam, everyone's secrets. <laughs> Well, that's why it's in a little cabinet and a curtain, and no one knows who you are. At least that's how it's supposed to be. Mm, right, right, right. But you could. Yeah, you could. All right, so moving on. Uh, let's see. From the This Might Be the End of Comics as We Know It department, Diamond Comic Distributors has announced that they will no longer be distributing comics, magazines, books, toys, games, or any other product until further notice. For those of you who do not know, Diamond is the exclusive distributor to the direct market of comic book stores from Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, Dynamite Boom, and many, many other publishers and independent creators. Uh, executives say, as everyone knows, the world faces an ever-increasing challenges related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Its effect on the comics and collectibles and tabletop gaming industries have been felt far and wide. We are hearing from thousands of retailers that they can no longer service their customers as they have in the past, and many of them forced to close the government action or resort to in-person or curbside delivery. Even those still open are seeing reduced foot traffic and in most cases a situation that seems likely to worsen with time. Uh, publishing partners are also faced with numerous issues in the supply chain, working with creators, printers, and increasing uncertainty when it comes to the production and delivery of products for us to distribute. Our freight networks are reeling, are feeling the strain and can already experiencing delays while distribution centers in New York, California, and Pennsylvania were all closed late last week. Our own home office in Maryland instituted a work-from-home policy and experts say that we can expect further closures. Therefore, my only logical conclusion is to cease the distribution of new weekly products until there is a greater clarity on the progress made toward stemming the spread of this disease. Oof. That's very bad. That's very fast, too. I'm surprised that you know things are shutting down so quickly. Well, I would think another week or two. Well, the thing is about comics, they so for people who don't know, comics are ordered three months in advance. All products are three months in advance. So if you're a comic store like right now and you wanted to order something, you place the order today and that stuff isn't set to arrive for three months. So they kind of have to look. They're always looking three months ahead. And because of what's happening right now, they're like, uh, in three months' time, we might not be able to fulfill the needs of this, and most likely the stores will be closed by then, so it wouldn't even be able to get, the product will be able to get out. And in addition, you're still making the product for a lot of comic book guys who are making the comics right now will be ready to go in three months to be, to be shipped out. Yeah, it's just so extreme. I would think that stores would be opening up again in three months. Hopefully so, but... I hope so. Even still, luckily, um, most, so fortunately, or not fortunately, most comic book stores, their hugest profit comes from back issues and things of the like. So if we're making a comic book right now, you can only sell it for the cover price. But once one, two, or three months have passed and it gets taken off the shelves, it goes into the, what's called the back issue bins. And then that's where the, the value of the comics either increase or decrease. So that's where they can make their profit on books. So let's sell, so even if they do open in three months' time, two or three months down the line, they can still sell those back issues for a higher profit than they would the regular prices of okay, the books. Okay, 
very well said. Thank you for the education. Well, that's my my pleasure. And <laughs> one thing You're that like I Monmouth University. That's what you are. <laughs> One of the things that I also find interesting is that in addition to the comic book industry, so essentially the comic book industry chain of pop culture is kind of like shut down for right now. Um, But TV production is also being halted. Movie productions are being halted. Uh, Movie releases are being postponed and or halted. So it's it's kind of weird how the entertainment industry is kind of like grinding to a halt. Although I did that job for a show. But uh, it starts in two weeks, and business as usual at TV stations, but not movies. Well, movies are TVs are up, though. Well, um, live content, TV content that's, yeah. that's, that's needed to be done now is different than right. like established shows that have a high yeah. production value and has this and actors and scripts and all that stuff that's done months in advance. Once again, yeah. that whole month gets ahead of the curve. So right now, TV stations, you know, you have to have something on TV if you're, if you're a network. You have to keep on having something on TV. The news must go on. This must still be there. You know, you turn on the TV, CBS, so it'll be CBS. I guess people still want their entertainment news. I guess it's an essential thing. Yeah, and it's... it's it's too. So important. It's, it's weird for, for me, personally, because looking for news items is more and more difficult because a lot of stuff is like, yeah, we're closed. Uh, this ain't happening. Mm-hmm. But you can support, you can uh, report on the divorce rates, which will probably get a sky right after this. And also the new marriages. We're going to have a lot more people getting together and shacking up due to this. So you can have a gossip column instead. Quarantine marriages because they're yeah. there and they're stuck. They have to get married. Yeah, yeah. New people are moving in together because of the quarantine. There's new people that are probably going to break up. I mean, after three days, I'm done. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm already done a couple of days ago. I did a preemptive breakup. That's what I did. I got ready for the corona. I, I really doomsday prep. So, I was like, get out now. <laughs> it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I was watching a, I'm actually watching a movie called on Netflix, uh, 3022. So there was a, the short version of it is that the, the characters in the space station based on their rations of two people were going to be able to live a certain amount of time, but then new people came in, and it was five people, so it reduced the rations exponentially. So, they had to eat each other? What was that? So they all had to eat each other? <laughs> no, that's, that's a different movie. Oh, so one of the guys was like, well, we got to kill the other people because it will once again raise the, the stock. So, so as your preemptive getting rid of your significant mm-hmm. other was to mm-hmm. increase your chances of survival of your stockpile of what you have. actually thought about that, and he's not that significant anymore, I will tell you. <laughs> he's not significant, and he was, he was he was significant, but now he's very insignificant. So oh, well. He, he had the transition, the, the transition from significant to insignificant. Mm-hmm. And I, was, and I, said, I said, you better bring food if you're coming here. Before <laughs> it was over, I said, I, I'm not sharing. And I, I messaged everyone for about a week straight, and I was like, if you didn't take my warnings, you don't have food, too bad. You're not taking mine. That's it. I'm not dying in the apocalypse because you didn't prepare. Uh-uh. Natural selection, baby. That's, uh, what is that? The, 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 the grasshopper and the ant, right? The ant didn't prepare? No, the grasshopper didn't prepare. The ant was. The story is that the ant prepared and the grasshopper didn't prepare. And then, oh, young and then depending on what version of the story you go to, either the uh, grasshopper died or the ant decided to be friends and share what he had with the grasshopper, depending on which version of the story you get. Interesting. So I was the ant, and I'm like, I know grasshopper ain't preparing, so I'll make sure we're done here. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so moving on. Uh, oh, so from me, I thought mostly everyone had already seen it. Department, uh, the evil Disney service uh, Disney Plus has only now released the Star Wars series The Mandalorian on its service to those over in the United Kingdom. However, despite the entire series being available in the U.S., Disney has decided to release just the first two episodes with subsequent weekly episodes of additional episodes um, each week, which is what they did when it first was released in America. So that's kind of weird that I thought that they had already seen it over in the United Kingdom, but they haven't. And the fact that they're going to release it in segments where the entire, uh, where the United States, where Americans already seen it the entire season, that seems kind of douchey to me. There's a little. Well, I, honestly, what I have to think about Star Wars, and I'm going to lose a lot of you on this one, is the last time I saw a Star Wars movie, my favorite part was when I went to the bathroom. So that's where I stand on Star Wars. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I have no thoughts on this one. Well, let's, 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 let's look at it two ways. Number one, um, how many Star Wars episodes have you seen out of the, I think it's 12 that are in the theater? I saw, I went on my first and worst date ever, um, or probably the worst, uh, prequel, the prequel, and then the last one was in 2015, I want to say. Okay, alright. Yeah. I think I had a bunch of food, though. I ate it all during the movie, so <laughs> the free food helped. But there's no, there's no jokes. I don't catch a single joke, and I didn't see anything sexy or beautiful. I just saw a bunch of robots. I didn't. I, I don't know. I need jokes and sexy. Jokes and sexy, no robots. Yeah, well, robots can be there. I just need a joke or two. I need, I need a joke every couple minutes, and maybe something sexy on the screen. So then, and if I can have that, I'm good. So then, may I suggest you watch Spaceballs? <laughs> if you yes, have not now that there we're talking. All right. Okay. Love it. Um, so on the second part of this is that, so just as a, a, a pop culture or a TV show, if a TV show is available in one part of the world, the entire season, don't you think it's kind of douchey to release only some of it in a different part of the world? Let's say you wanted to watch an episode and you're like, hey, I have to wait however many extra months to see this where everybody else is already cut up. I think that's kind of not cool. Of course, that if I had kids, I would treat them all a little differently. So you're asking the wrong one on this one. <laughs> you're supposed to love them the same. They're all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a favorite, all right? There's always a favorite. <laughs> I got favorite friends. I rank my friends. I rank my boyfriends. I rank my parents. Everyone gets ranked. You, you think you're ranked? You're ranked. You got a ranking too. So all right. So fine. Well, no I have now. Now I have to ask. What's <laughs> what's my ranking? Give me what number am I? Number, but I have to say, I have to say, I'm feeling it. I think you're doing a good job, and I'm liking having. Uh, I was gonna say having you as my co-host, but I guess I'm your co-host. <laughs> I'm liking it. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see. Is it uh, Matt Preston for the Apathetic Vegan? We're gonna do a podcast tomorrow. We'll see who's gonna be the best of the week. We'll find out tomorrow. Tune in at four. <laughs> Wait. So is it? It changes every week. Well, yeah, it depends on who's like competing against you this week due to Corona virus. I only got two gigs this week. Why? Well, I, I got my own show, but uh, that, that's not starting. It's kind of slow right now, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, one. We'll see. We'll see who beats it <laughs> tomorrow. You or him. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very excited. I, I, you, you threw me. You threw me. I was like, all right. I um, always do. <laughs> so for the last bit of news, 
So let's see. From the the virtual world meets the real one department. NASCAR, the racing people, held its first virtual race recently where real NASCAR race drivers playing a NASCAR race game called iRacing against each other in a televised race. The event was so successful, roughly one million people watched, that Fox has decided to make a season out of it with regular races each weekend. So now, because everybody is quarantined, they have wow. a, a real racers play a racing game where they're racing against each other in a real race. In a real, real, real race? Well, it's it's a real virtual race. I mean, they are playing the game, but the real racers are playing this game, and they're racing against each other in the game, and it counts as a real race. Oh, okay. I was a little bit concerned that this was going to be like the Coliseum, you know, people are actually going to get killed. <laughs> I got them. Like, that's a lot of Mountain Dew and that's a lot of dead bodies if we just take anyone willy-nilly and put them in race cars. Like, this is kind of crazy. Why? Why Mountain Dew out of all products? Oh, Mountain Dew. That's what you do. You drink NASCAR and you eat Mountain Dew. Ask anybody. I, I, I was unaware of that. Ask anybody. Everybody knows. If you're going to NASCAR, you drink Mountain Dew. That's all I know. All about it. Also, those sunglasses that are neon, those big ones from the 90s, those are, those are big ones, too. So yeah. you, you have to watch. You put the glasses on, drink Mountain Dew, and watch, and dead bodies. That is what NASCAR is. You got it, Pilgrim. I'm sure they're eagerly awaiting to change their slogan to Mountain Dew sunglasses and dead bodies. Uh, oh. uh, I'm liking it. I'm feeling it. I think it fits. So uh, that's it for the news. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take our break and we'll be right back. With the oh, I need a break. I'm so tired. <laughs> the radio. Hi, this is Ellen Dubin, star of Lex, and you're listening to It Came from the Radio. Keep listening. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Michael McManus. I played Kai on Lex. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Jared Burrell with Loaded Barrel Studios. Just giving a shout out, say thanks to Mark Torres for having us on our ever favorite radio show. It came from the radio. Is it still called It Came From The Radio? I can only assume it's still called It Came From The Radio. It's got to be called It Came From The Radio. It's been in Came From The Radio for years. Uh, we've been guests on Mark's show for years, so I'm happy to be doing a, uh, I guess, a, a show from home during our, uh, our quarantine lockdown session here. Um, happy to be on this week. i uh, got some really fun news, uh, some exciting stuff going on uh, with me and Loader Barrel Studios. Uh, I have to admit that uh, this is going to be a lot less fun than usual because I think what makes our appearances, when I say our, I mean me and, and usually uh, my partner Jordan Burrell, 
uh, also of Loaded Barrel Studios. When we get together in Long Island to do our radio shows and our interviews with Mark, it's it's a lot of witty banter. I don't know. I feel like we have uh, we have good chemistry on air. And now you have to listen to me sitting here alone in my home office talking to a microphone into GarageBand, which is a lot less fun because I am not very awesome at wittily bantering with myself. Yeah, so yeah, I'm invite- inviting you all to into my home so that you can watch me wittily banter myself. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you know, I scratched it. I think I'm, I'm pretty awesome at this. Uh, anyway, um, I know what you guys are thinking. You're thinking, who the heck is Jared Burrell and what is Loaded Barrel Studios? Uh, Loaded Barrel Studios. Uh, we first met Mark Torres, and it came from the radio in, uh, I don't know, 2007, 8, 9, something like that. Uh, in New York Comic Con, we've been a, a staple at, uh, at New York Comic Con and Comic Con's all over the... Uh, the country, the globe, mostly just the country, not really the globe, and not even that much the country, pretty much New York area and L.A. So if you're in the middle of the country and you're watching this or, well, you're not watching this, you're listening to this, um, yeah, you've, you've definitely never seen or heard of us. But if you're on the coast, if you're in New York or Los Angeles area, you may have heard of us. Um, we do comic books. We do art. We do... Uh, music videos and graphics and all that stuff. And now officially we can say, um, this is our, our happy news to announce. We are officially a film production company. Um, as our first feature film, the incoherence, uh, has, uh, just been, uh, we just announced our release, our acquisition by Gravitas Ventures. And we are super excited to be, uh, to have the opportunity to stream in your home. Uh, come in April 28th is our official release date. Uh, so the incoherence, what is the incoherence? What is this movie that he's been going on and on about for the last 30 seconds? Well, the incoherence is about a middle-aged guy. His name is Bruce Flansburg, played by, uh, Jeff Auer, who's also the, uh, writer of the film and one of the producers. Bruce is a paralegal, uh, in New York City who hasn't let go of his dream of rock stardom, uh, while slogging through an ever-increasingly unbearable day-to-day existence. It dawns on him that the reunion of bands like the Pixies, Soundgarden, and other alternative indie rock bands from the 90s might be able to inspire his former group, The Incoherence, to reform. The other band members, including Jimmy Anthony, played by Alex Manuel, who is also a producer on the film, and co-wrote the songs with Jeff that the band actually performs in the film, uh, agree to get the band back together for one last shot at stardom, but they'll quickly learn that it's not the same rock and roll world they left back in the 90s. The film features an eclectic cast of characters, and we were honored to have our picture graced by featured performances from Amy Carlson, uh, who you may know from Blue Bloods and Third Watch, and Annette O'Toole, who you may know as Clark Kent's mom in Smallville, and uh, she also performed in the Punisher series. Uh, we also have some really great cameos from musicians of all eras, including Chris Barron from The Spin Doctors, uh, Tony Award winner Stu, Jimmy Necco of Hours, uh, Hours' latest video for their single Slipping Away, I directed as well, so you can check that out. Uh, we also have cameos by uh, Richard Barone from the Bongos, Jack McGeever, Joe Hurley, Fiona Silver, and many, many more. We are super excited and proud to uh, be able to bring this film uh, to the world finally. Uh, it's been uh, it's been many years in incubation that we've been working on this thing. Uh, we had a really fun festival run, got to you know, play, play different fests all over the country and, and win awards here and there, which has been just an, an awesome honor and a really great experience. Um, so this, this film has been like the, the little film that could, so it's, it's really great. 
Um, and, and just an incredible honor that, that we've been acquired by, by Gravitas Ventures that were being released, um, that, you know, you can do pre-orders now. So if, uh, if you're interested in t- checking out the film, uh, you can, uh, get it on iTunes. You can pre-order Blu-rays on Amazon. If you follow us on social media at the incoherence, um, on Instagram or follow us at the incoherence on Facebook, you'll be able to find out some flash sales. So you might be able to get the, uh, do a little pre-order a little bit cheaper. Um, check out our, our, our film for a discount while you're sitting at home, quarantine, bored of watching the Tiger King or whatever heck else you're watching there. Um, so this is really cool. It's uh, like we said, it's the, the little film that could. So it's, it's awesome that uh, finally after, after just years of work and, and labor and passions of love, passions of love, labors of love, passions of love, labors of passion, passions of labors of love, whatever, it doesn't matter. The film's coming out and you guys can check it out. So remember to follow us on Instagram at The Incoherence. Um, it's, by the way, the, the title of the film, The Incoherence, uh, it's Incoherence, I-N-C-O-H-E-R-E-N-T-S. So it's like incoherent, plural. So follow us there, follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can check out for different exclusives and content and all that other stuff. And like we said, maybe flash sales and uh, and all that. Uh, and remember, April 28th is that release date. Again, it's going to be on uh, iTunes and uh, VOD everywhere. So check out your cable provider VOD, uh, you know, for the three of you that still have cable. I still have cable. Um, I think on Amazon, everywhere else, um, pretty much anywhere you can stream movies, um, for the most part, will be streamable April 28th. Um, and if you're like, Hey, that was a really cool synopsis for the film, but, uh, this is radio and it's a movie. I want to see something. Go to our website at www.theincoherence.com. You can check out the trailer. So what else we got going on? Uh, a couple new graphic novels to talk about. Um, did a illustration for a book called Haley written by Shane Riches and released by Comic Mix. Uh, it was a co-production with Paper Movies. Uh, super excited about that. Um, it hit shelves in January uh, as we get in really awesome reviews. It's about a robot maid who gives a little fatal attraction on her owner. Also just finished production on another new graphic novel called Dark Cloud, which I uh, wrote and illustrated based on the screenplay by Sandra Wolf, uh, who commissioned the work. That's yet to be released, so uh, you're know you going to have to follow me on Instagram at Lodebarrel Studios and uh, check out our website, uh, LodebarrelStudios.com, and check us out on Facebook, too, uh, so you can get all the uh, up-to-date news on when that's going to be released. And for all my fans playing at home uh, who have been, uh, I guess, keeping up to date with our projects, our original comics, our little trailers and things like that, while I am stuck in quarantine like everybody else, um, I think I might be making Shogun Cowboy the graphic novel. So, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see where that goes. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. Uh, I'm in the writing stage of it now. Uh, I'm kind of pumped by it. So, maybe we'll see that. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Let's see. Uh, and as per usual, there's always, uh, like, I don't know, a bajillion different projects uh, we're working on, Jordan and I. Uh, Jordan, by the way, also, I haven't given him a shout out properly yet, is also a producer on The Incoherence, if that wasn't obvious, as The Incoherence is produced by Loader Barrel Studios uh, in association with uh, Ronin Gene Productions and Starnet Productions. Um, and yeah, so make sure you follow us on social. Make sure you pre-door your movie. 
so that you can have it all queued up on April 28th when it is released so you can be uh, super entertained and we can bring some joy into your home while you're uh, sitting at home, quarantined, making sure that your hands are washed. Uh, that's all from me. Thanks again to Mark Torres and it came from the radio for having me on here. Um, thank you all for joining me while I, um, wittily banter myself till next time when I see you in the guys in the studio in Long Island, uh, or wherever the heck Mark is doing the show now. Um, this is Jabberell signing off, uh, with Loader Studios and thanks. This is the amazing question. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. So this week, uh, this is a first of my reviews of comics that we're going to be doing for the foreseeable future and what I'd like to focus on this week specifically are web comics and the reason why I want to focus on independent web comics is because as we all know there's a lot of quarantine going on right now you may not be able to get out to your local comic book store to buy a physical copy of a comic you can't even go to a library at the moment to even take out a comic book so web comics are accessible to pretty much everyone. Oftentimes they are free. Many times web comics uh, artists such as myself, we just put it up every week hoping that you're just going to love what we do and want to support us. So please, if you check out one of the web comics I'm about to recommend, uh, support the person. You know, they're just as hard hit with current events as you are. So let's first start off with possibly one of my favorite web comics out there right now. And you can buy these in print as well. Lunar Baboon. Right now, Lunar Baboon uh, is a wonderful book that comes out uh, online all the time. As a matter of fact, the last most recent updated one was Saturday, March 21st. Um, and whenever you're listening to this, I guarantee you there's going to be more that have come out after that. And the first thing that I'm looking at right now, it's a beautiful little comic, and it's only about three panels. And the creator um, who makes it always takes things from real life, which I think is fantastic. Uh, and it's about his life, his relationship, his, his time with his kids, all these things that are going on. Uh, just so you know, this is what he says. Sometime in the 80s, a human woman made love to a space monkey. Eight months later, a lunar baboon was born. Lunar baboon is married and has one child. He works as a school teacher and lives a life similar to most North American humans. So it's all about his life and what's going on in his life. So one of the latest comics has to do with quarantine and it's basically just him and his wife staying six feet away from each other wishing that they could hug each other and in the last panel you see them with little thought bubbles thinking about hugging each other so it's always going to be topical it's always going to be about current events to him the creator and it is an extremely extremely family friendly comic so you can read it with your kids, you can read it by yourself, you can just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. The easiest way to go to it is LunarBaboon.com. However, you uh, can also check it out on Tumblr, which, if you haven't, is one of my favorite ways to read webcomics. Almost 
every webcomic person out there has something on Tumblr. So you can really scroll through and get a lot of webcomics that way. You can also check it out on Webtoons. You can become a patron of his, uh, which I really recommend. He's a very nice guy. And as a matter of fact, if you look back to one of our earlier episodes, I want to say our MochaFest 2016-2017 episode, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing the gentleman. Really, really nice guy. Uh, you can, of course, buy comics. I don't know if he's currently shipping to you right now. Um, and I don't know what the shipping situation is going to be for the foreseeable future. But this is a comic I highly recommend just to feel good, just to take your mind off of some, some things, just to have some positivity in your life today. Lunar Baboon, go check it out. It's really good. The next comic that I want to recommend to you, which has been around forever, and I don't, I don't even know how long this comic's been out, but it is hilarious if you have a dark, sarcastic kind of humor, which sometimes I can have, and it's called Garfield Minus Garfield. And here's um, what they say about it. Garfield Minus Garfield is a site dedicated to removing Garfield from the Garfield comic strips in order to reveal the existential angst of a certain young Mr. John Arbuckle. It is a journey deep into the mind of an isolated young everyman as he fights a losing battle against loneliness and depression in a quiet American suburb. And if you like this sort of dark, I don't even know, it's not really dark. It's just so heavily sarcastic of a comic. And if you like that kind of humor, I really recommend it. The latest uh, book, the latest comic that came out was on March 1st. And I'll tell you right now, the panel is just a blank panel, a blank panel, Arbuckle sitting on his bed crying, saying, I don't think I can take it anymore. And to me, I just find that really quite funny. And I highly recommend it. It's really a clever idea. And in case you're wondering, Jim Davis likes it, he supports it. Jim Davis is the creator of Garfield. Um, he supports this comic. So if you want, definitely go check that out. Garfield minus Garfield. I guarantee you, you're going to read it and start like just snickering at it and, and chuckling a little bit. The next book, uh, the next web comic that I would like to highlight is from Chris Hallback. He goes by Department of Joke Fabrication and Smile Distribution. And you can check it out at hallback.com. It's H-A-L-L-B-E-C-K.com. And he basically does stick figures in usually a four grid system. So, for instance, you have at the latest uh, comic that's come out, you have them basically figuring out ways to deal with quarantine, saying, well, whatever out, whatever's outside is frightful, but inside is so delightful, no particular place to go, stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. And it's just, you know, a stick figure, uh, looking on the phone, eating cereal, playing games. And they're just really cute little comics that I enjoy scrolling through and, and reading. You can check this out. Um, on Tumblr, uh, and obviously you can also check it out at his own uh, personal website, holdback.com. Really cute, really funny, very enjoyable. Uh, if you are looking for a comic for kids out there, there's a really cute comic, again, you can find it uh, on Tumblr, called Cosmic Funnies, and it's all from the point of view of planets and the solar system and nature, and the art is very colorful, it's very cute. It's very good for kids, I would say. 
you can look at it up again on Tumblr, Cosmic Funnies. For instance, right now, uh, the latest comic that is up is, you know, the Earth talking to the moon, and it's going on the different kinds of rain that happens, all the different sort of uh, atmospheric events that go on on planets. So it's very solar system based. Again, if you have small children, this is an excellent, excellent comic for them because they're just going to love the colors. They're just going to love the simple drawings. Uh, for instance, they're, I'm looking at a panel right now where they're discussing the different sizes of planets. Uh, Earth uh, is a rocky planet, they're saying, only less than twice the size of Earth, which is core at 7b, but five times its mass. So it's discussing mass, it's discussing what different planets are like in the solar system and around the universe, different suns, different atmospheric events, this different cosmic events. It's quite educational, and especially now, if you're home with your kids, this is a great way to at least fill like two, three, four, five minutes and get a little education to them at the same time, which you're now, I'm sure, very, very responsible for. So definitely check out, especially if you have little kids, called Cosmic Funnies. Okay, so the next comic, the next webcomic, I, I really enjoy it. Not necessarily kid-friendly sometimes, but it's called Loading Artist. Uh, it's really, really great graphic art for stick figures. And I'm not trying to dis, you know, dissuade anyone when I say stick figure. The actual drawings are you know, very sim simple anatomically, but the colors, the panel usage, really good, really fun. I really, really love this comic. When I'm scrolling through my Tumblr comics, I always make sure to find this one. Uh, it's a lot of fun to look at. You can check it out again on Tumblr. Look for Loading Artists. Uh, really, really good. As usual, they have uh, their own website, loadingartist.com, that you can go to and check it out. Next comic that I'm really fond of, which I'm sure you've heard of by this point, because it's everywhere, and we I just recently bought their card game, uh, Joking Hazard. It's called Cyanide and Happiness. Again, cute, funny, simple to do, not necessarily kid-friendly, so I wouldn't exactly show this to any young kids, but it's really cute, really cool. And if you go to their website, explosum.net, E-X-P-L-O-S-M.net, you can buy from them. You can check out the comics. They have even a podcast, but of course, listen to this podcast first. Uh, there's a lot that you can check out on this website if you're looking for a diversion. If you like having reading comics in very small, small chunks then I really recommend checking out on Instagram Jude DeVere. Uh, he also has his own website, Yehuda DeVere. That is Y-E-H-U-D-A-D-E-V-I-R.com uh, or Jude underscore DeVere. He will do really beautiful, amazing single panel illustrations of his life with his wife, Maya. Uh, of what they're going through and on an any given day basis of being new parents, their pregnancy, uh, just their relationship, beautifully drawn. And if you've ever been in a relationship or you're a new parent, I guarantee you, you're going to definitely see yourself in these books. My final uh, recommendation is SPQR Blues. 
this is more geared for an adult audience, though it's not an adult comic. It's just not something really quite for kids. And I say that because it's a sophisticated long-term story. It's not just like cute little joke and gag comics. It's done by Cleo, who I actually got to meet many years ago. And this is when I got turned on to the book. I believe it is at MoCA or one of the very early New York Comic Cons. Wonderful lady. Many years later, when Pronto Comics had its own booth at New York Comic Con, she actually hung out at our booth for a, uh, a period of time and sold her books with us. So she was really cool. She was never part of Pronto Comics, but she was able to uh, buy into our table for a little while and sell her books. Very wonderful person. Really nice. Great comic. Really good, uh, clean storytelling. Great lettering. And if you're just looking as an adult for something to read for yourself that has a long backstory that you can really get into, kill some time, I really recommend it. SPQR Blues, and it's just spqrblues.com. And you can go through the archives. You can look through their five chapters right now. You can start all the way at the very beginning of the book. It's really fun. It's kind of basically a soap opera set in Roman times. So that's why I say it's not necessarily a kid's book. It's more a little adult-oriented in terms of the subject matter and the kind of storytelling. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Hi, this is Mary Wilson of the Supremes, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hello, fun seekers. This is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino with a segment I like to call Quarantine Corner. Um, it goes without saying uh, that I've been watching a ton of movies these past couple of weeks and uh, kind of getting sick and tired of everything that's that's out there. Um, so I kind of went into my archives and went back into my old B-movies to uh, see what I can find. And I ran across a movie that I remember back in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, um, and when I was watching all these B-movies, uh, that this one really made an impression on uh, me. And I was four or five at the time when I saw this movie as a big sci-fi kid. And uh, that's what we had with the, was the B-movies. Um, and this one movie, which was called Invisible Invaders, which was written by Samuel Newman, and uh, the movie was directed by Edward L. Kahn. Um, it starred John Agar, uh, Gene Byron, and the one and only uh, John Carradine. It was um, made in uh, 1958. It wasn't released until 59. And, uh, of course, it's about uh, an invasion. Aliens want to take over the Earth. But there's a, a slight twist in it. Um, to communicate with 
people of the earth, these aliens were invisible and they had to inhabit the body of dead, dead human beings. So that was the little twist, which made it kind of really eerie because this was 1959 before Night of the Living Dead and everything. And you had these aliens walking across these fields. And it looks like a scene from Night of the Living Dead or, or The Walking Dead, whatever, you know, zombie movie you choose. So it was a little ahead of its time. And of course, we know, and I'm going to have the sticklers saying, oh, they were making zombie movies in the 30s. Yeah, I know. But, you know, as it goes, this for this day was was very innovative. So you have a combination of space aliens wanting to take over the Earth and walking around in dead bodies. So you got that combination, the zombie combination going on. Um, I thought it was a very, very innovative movie. Of course, you're going to be watching it and you're going to say, oh, it's, this is a cheesy thing. And of course it's cheesy. We didn't have the technology back then to have these amazing movies that are out now. And just put that aside and just watch watch the movie for the premise of the movie and and try to sit through all the file film. And uh, you'll know the file film is coming up when there's sort of a, a guy giving a documentary. So uh, it's, it's, it's a little bizarre. Stick with it. Watch it. And um, I, want, I want you to tell me what you think. Get back to me, right to the show. Uh, hit us on Facebook and let me know what you think. And to me... It's amazing that the premise is so great, and it it's amazing to me that nobody in this day and age remade this movie. And and if this movie was remade today, in my opinion, this would be a hit uh, with the technology they have now, um, embellishing it, and now there would be no file file footage because everything would be done with CGI. Um, I, I think it would be amazing. And what is also amazing to me is that Mystery Science Theater 3000 didn't even cover this movie because it is cheesy. And uh, in all their many, many uh, seasons, I believe it was 14, I, I looked through all 14 seasons, and I haven't seen Invisible Invaders. If anybody uh, sees it out there, please let me know. But anyway, it was very impressionable because as a child, you see these dead people walking around, and, and the makeup was primitive, but it was still scary. And so this is the assignment I'm giving to you guys. You could go on YouTube and just uh, type in inv search Invisible Invaders. Uh, they do have the full-length movie there. And just stay stay with the movie for me. <laughs> and uh, and I know it's going to be cheesy to you, like I said. And, and the dialect is so, so, oh, dated. But this is what 
happened back then. You got to remember, nuclear power was very new back then in the, the late 50s. And uh, they were just discovering what what it was capable of and and the side effects and the radiation so that's why when you look back into the early 60s late 50s you'll see all these movies where you had these mutant life forms coming up and they all blamed it on the atomic age and uh this is this is no different this uh, in this case um Again, the late 50s, we just started the space race with Russia. So this is one of the premises that the aliens are concerned about, that we're now invading their area, which is their space, no pun intended, invading their space, um, and they're kind of concerned. Uh, they know our our race, how we treat things, how we destroy things, so they're coming down to destroy us. Again, the only way they could communicate or they could do anything is if they inhabit the body of the dead. And their whole premise is the dead will kill the living. So, again, I think it was a very innovative movie. If I had the big bucks a studio had or producers had, I would definitely, definitely remake this movie. I know it would be a hit. And with movies out there, that terrible movies out there that are being made with big budgets and um, to go back a couple of years, um, and Mark's going to crack up right now, but Skyline. Skyline, oh my God, what a terrible, in my opinion, what a terrible, terrible movie. This movie, as it stands now, is so much better than that movie. So... My opinion, folks, um, I wanted to share this with you, and like I said, this is your assignment. I want you to go out. I want you, no, you don't even have to go out. No, please, don't go out. Um, get on your computer and just uh, search on YouTube, uh, Invisible Invaders, and see what you think. Stay with it, please. I know it's cheesy, and I know, but just think of it as you're watching it. Think of it um, and think of all the possibilities of what a great remake this would be. And then let me know. Give me your opinion. And um, tell me either way. If, if you don't think, if you think it's garbage, tell me. You know, we, we're Americans. We all have an opinion. You know, and we all can share our opinions without getting shot. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I value your opinion. So that's what we're going to do. So by next week on Facebook, I want a lot of hits about this movie. And uh, I want to hear your opinion. And, uh, again, just look at it as, wow, you know, what kind of remake this would be. All right? And... That'll be it. Now, next week, I'll be back with another B-movie, and uh, we'll be discussing that. So, anyway, until then, I want you all to stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, take it easy.
This is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino. All right, back to you, Mark. Hey, this is Brimstone. And this is Kim Adragna. And this is Zambo. And we're from the Grindhouse Radio, and uh, we just won the 2017 Best Radio Station on Long Island. Right now, you're listening to the other guys. It came from the radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, Stop. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to the archives. will be up any week or so. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.